Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, TEND is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Hello, kids. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday we release these special episodes where we look back at content from our earlier years, sometimes single stories, sometimes whole episodes. Keep in mind that years ago, people might have worded things differently than they would today. As always, the title of the whole series, Risk, is itself a content warning. This week, a story that Winter Tashlin first shared on the podcast in July of 2014. Here's Winter now with a story we call Based Rinse Scrub. been an educator in the kink, sexuality, and BDSM worlds for about seven or eight years now. And I got my start because I was a super kinky and sexually precocious kid. I really, really enjoyed doing mean things to my cock and balls. When other boys were sort of like, I'm going to masturbate for eight hours, I was like, huh, it'd be really wonderful what it'd be like to masturbate while shoving a safety pin through my cock which I only much later learned is not part of the normal trajectory of boyhood. When I was 16, I had an incident. I had gotten into enema play and thought that was a ton of fun. I thought it'd be really neat to do a fizzy enema and uh, couldn't figure out a way to make it really work with seltzer. So I had thought like, oh, I'll use hydrogen peroxide because it fizzes, which is how I ended up shitting blood for a week and having to explain to my mother, who was ready to take me to like a specialist in hemorrhagic illnesses, that actually I knew exactly why I was shitting blood, and it was entirely my fault. And that just set a pattern for my life. It's also part of why my mother was not super shocked when I became a BDSM educator instead of a rabbi. 
I met Lee Harrington, who'd done a couple of stories for Risk, at a pagan event. He knew that I was super kinky in the bedroom with my two partners, and he said, oh, you should come teach at Dark Odyssey. They would really like more spirituality programming and you're kink friendly. So I went to my first Dark Odyssey. I kind of bombed, but I had an amazing time, and I came away saying, I have to get good at this because I want to come back. I spent some time and I worked up a bunch of different classes that were really kinky and spiritual and some that were just kink, and I focused on the things that I was good at. So the next year I came back and I did this really awesome class on cock and ball torture. And I covered all sorts of crazy shit, like using needles on your cock, or urethral sounding, which is taking a metal rod and shoving it into someone's pee hole, and a violet wand, which is this thing that shoots sparks at you. And I did all these really cool things, and it was really awesome, and they wanted me to come back the next year and do it, but I used my husband as a demo bottom the year before, and he couldn't get off work. And I was too new and too insecure to just find a stranger who's gonna let me do all these terrible things to them. So I thought, what the hell? I do a lot of this stuff for fun. I'm a switch, I like to do things to people and I like things done to me. So I pitched them CBT for One, an entirely self-demoed cock and ball torture class. And I covered much of the same material. And among the things, in addition to needles and sounds and surgical stapling, and I did all this to my dick in front of an audience in 90 minutes, one of the things I covered is topical chemical play, which is all irritants and stimulants that you can buy at your local pharmacy. So I covered Vicks Vaporub and Tiger Bomb and topical benzocaine for numbing. I did all this stuff to myself, and uh, people had a good time. I don't know if they learned anything, but it certainly was a show they enjoyed watching. And at the end of the class, this older gentleman comes up to me and says, So, those things are all well and good, but have you tried capsaicin cream? And I had not heard of it before. And in retrospect, to this day, I do not know if this guy was trolling me or actually just thought, hey, this is a cool idea this guy hasn't tried. If you've listened to Kevin Goes to Kink Camp, you know that especially at this period in time, there were very few men who play with men, and I primarily identify as a gay man. So I did not get laid at this event. I didn't even get to jerk off because I was sharing a hotel room with someone I was not in a relationship with. I got home and I was super tense. I'd had a great experience, but I was very horny. And I really want to do some intense play. So I went out to the pharmacy and I bought capsaicin cream. Now, when I teach my classes, I have a whole thing about how to do this right. And one of the rules are, when you have a stimulant or an irritant with someone who's never played with it before, you test a sample someplace sensitive, but that's not super sensitive, and that won't be embarrassing if you have to go to the emergency room. So, the inside of your wrist is good, the inside of your thigh, an underarm, these are all great places. I did none of that, because I was really horny, and really thought like, oh, I'm hardcore, I don't need to do that shit, I teach this stuff. Which is how I found myself sitting in front of my computer in my home office, I had a towel down the chair, I laid everything out, I had some lube, I had taken the capsaicin cream out of its box, and, and pierced the protective seal, I was all set to go. 
So I bring some gay porn up on my computer, and I take the capsaicin cream, take a dollop of it, and I put it right on my frame. Which people don't know is the band of tissue that connects the head of the penis to the inner foreskin, and is the most sensitive spot in the male body. So I start jerking off, and it's a letdown. I mean, anytime you're jerking off after several days of not, it's gonna be kinda good. But the capsaicin cream is doing nothing for me. I'm like, oh, great, it's kinda warm. Yay. So uh, I just put more on, because that seemed like the best solution at the time. I was clearly not, let's say, thinking with the head on my shoulders. So uh, I'm jerking off with the cream on there, and it finally starts to warm up. So I'm like, oh, all right. I can kind of see it, like it's starting to get warm, it's a little sensual and tingly, and that's nice. It's not what I wanted, I wanted like something that hurt while I was feeling good, but I can live with this. Okay, I'm continuing to jerk off, and it starts to hurt a little, and I'm like, ah, oh, finally, getting a little bit of pain, like that was the fucking point. Like, I was ready to go grab my Tiger Bomb and use something else, but I didn't want to get up with a heart on. So I'm getting into it. It's getting a little more intense, and it's getting a little more intense, and it's getting a little more intense, and now we've passed like the threshold where Tiger Bomb would sort of bottom out, and with most of these stimulants, like they plateau. You know, there's a build up and they plateau. It usually takes like 20 seconds. We're like four minutes in, and then it's starting to get really intense. And I start to notice that I'm not so much paying attention to the porn anymore, because Ow! My cock was on fire, and not in a sexy way, but more in a blowtorch sort of way. A few moments later, my husband found me in the shower in our bathroom, just spraying it with ice water, trying to numb the pain, while I'm just like, ah, punch the wall, ah, punch the wall. And my husband's really concerned at first, what's going on? And I said, the capsaicin's really intense, and he just starts fucking losing it laughing hysterically. So, I'm trying to think of what I could do, and I say to him, we have some yogurt in the fridge. Because I knew that, like, yogurt and milk products, like, that's what you do when you eat something really hot. Like, reality television taught me that lesson. And he brings back the only yogurt in the house, which is a pint of Stonyfield Farms whole milk French vanilla. Little plug for Stonyfield Farms there. And it is half-eaten. I sort of rest my scrotum on the lip of the container, push my cock out a bit, and just start basting it in yogurt. You know, it's like I'm trying to make tandoori out of my dick, which is appropriate because my dick is now bright fucking red. So I just start this cycle, like, yogurt, 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 ice water, ice water, ice water, yogurt, 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 ice water, ice water, ice water. I'm just going back and forth and back and forth, and it's not getting any better. Like, I kept waiting, like, I'll get over the hump, and the hump's not coming, and I can only, like, yogurt, 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 ice water, ice water, ice water for so long, because A, the yogurt's getting diluted by the ice water, and B, I'm starting to shake and shiver because I'm fucking freezing, and the pain is still there. I say to my husband, I say, so, there was a whole pamphlet with the capsaicin, and I assume it says what to do if there's a problem. Go find it. And he goes, okay, where is it? 
and I had come in from the pharmacy and I just made a beeline to my computer because I was going to come right now. And along the way, I had taken it out of its packaging and I did not know where. So I was like, just go start emptying trash cans. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm not rooting through the trash. And I was like, this is one of those marriage moments where I need you to come through for me. So I just sit and I'm doing my like yogurt, 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 ice water, ice water, ice water, yogurt, yogurt, yogurt for several minutes while he searches every trash can in the house. And of course, it's in the bathroom trash can, which is not where he started. So he gets out the pamphlet and with the biggest shit-eating grin imaginable says, Oh, it's no problem. It says that the sensations last for about two hours. And we're maybe 20 minutes into this saga. So I say, like, there has to be something. There has to be something. Like, there's got to be a, if adverse reaction occurs, even if it's call 911, I just need to know what it is. So he looks and he goes, Oh, dish soap. Which is how, a few moments later, my ice water yogurt cycle was expanded to include furiously jacking off with bright blue Dawn dish detergent. And that was another, like, 10 to 15 minutes before I started getting to where I could pause between cycles. And I'm freezing cold. My cock is swollen like a microwave hot dog. And my husband, who has been struggling this entire time not to pass out from lack of oxygen, because he cannot stop laughing, just looks at me with a perfect straight face and says, uh, you want some privacy so you can finish jacking off now? I don't know if you know this, but, uh, the glands and inner foreskin of the penis are mucosal tissue, and mucosal tissue and Dawn dish detergent are, let's say, not besties. So there was some chafing and some dryness. My dick was very like, I'm out, bitch. And it was a good couple of days before I could even touch it without, like, serious discomfort. It is one of those stories that is very instructive when I teach, like, oh, us instructors can fuck up. But it also taught me this really hard lesson. Because when people come into the kink world, you come in as a newbie. You know, like, oh, I've read Fifty Shades of Grey. You know that you don't know anything. So you're really receptive when people are like, this is how you do this thing. Then you go into this period where you're like, fuck, I know shit. And you start thinking that you're infallible, especially if you're also an instructor at a high-profile kink event that people are really digging. You can't ever lose sight of the fact that you two are human and you can fuck up. And that those rules, those exist through long and hard suffering by a lot of people. And I still do chemical play, and I still, every new substance, I test it on myself, and every time I teach chemical play, I tell a little mini version of this story so that other people who are going through that little adolescent phase don't think, oh, I can discard what he says and just do whatever I want. Because down that road lies swelling and chafing and a husband who cannot stop laughing at you for years to come. That's all for this week's Classic Risk Singles episode. Now, don't miss out on our regular full-length episodes. There's a brand new one every Tuesday. And everything you might want to know about us is at risk-show.com.